0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem by Longfellow is simply titled Hawthorne. Longfellow wrote Hawthorne just 10 days after the burial of his friend Nathaniel Hawthorne in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in Concord, Massachusetts on May 23, 1864, in a letter to their mutual friend and publisher, James Fields, Longfellow wrote, quote, I have only tried to describe the state of mind I was in on that day. Did you not feel so likewise? End quote. Longfellow doesn't mention in the poem that he was among the pallbearers of Hawthorne's coffin, as were fellow fireside poet Oliver Wendell Holmes, essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson, and Fields himself. Hawthorne is a remarkably beautiful poem, capturing both the feeling of a burial and the essence of Hawthorne as a writer. To Hawthorne's wife, Sophia Longfellow wrote, I feel how imperfect and inadequate these lines are, but I trust you will pardon their deficiencies for the love I bear his memory. End quote. Sophia, on reading Longfellow's lines, could only have felt Longfellow's characteristic modesty completely unwarranted. I think you'll feel so, too, if you've ever attended the burial of a friend. Let's listen. Hawthorne by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. How beautiful it was, that one bright day in the long week of rain though all its splendor could not chase away the omnipresent pain. The lovely town was white with apple blooms, and the great elms o'erhead dark shadows wove on their aerial looms, shot through with golden thread. Across the meadows by the gray old manse, the historic river flowed. I was as one who wanders in a trance, The faces of familiar friends seemed strange. Their voices I could hear, and yet the words they uttered seemed to change their meaning to my ear. For the one face I looked for was not there. The one low voice was mute. Only an unseen presence filled the air and baffled my pursuit. Now I look back, and meadow, manse, and stream dimly my thought defines— I only see a dream within a dream, the hilltop hearsed with pines. I only hear above his place of rest their tender undertone, the infinite longings of a troubled breast, the voice so like his own. There, in seclusion and remote from men, the wizard hand lies cold, which at its topmost speed let fall the pen, and left the tale half-told. Ah, who shall lift that wand of magic power, and the lost clue regain? The unfinished window in Aladdin's tower, unfinished, must remain. Hawthorne was fifty-nine when he died, well short of the biblical three-score and ten. His last years were difficult. Unlike some of his fellow New Englanders, Hawthorne felt no enthusiasm for the Civil War. He made aborted efforts toward writing another long romance to add to the four written during his mature years, The Scarlet Letter, The House of the Seven Gables, The Blydale Romance, and The Marble Fawn, but was unable to complete anything, leaving behind only drafts and fragments of different projects nor did he write any more of the tales and sketches that are perhaps even a greater legacy. His friends, including Longfellow, believed he had more in him, unable as he was to write, and Longfellow refers to this belief in Hawthorne's final stanza. The whole poem, in truth, is shot through with the tenor of Hawthorne's stories and romances. Hawthorne's stories take place in a world between reality and imagination, between waking and dreaming, between light and darkness, between melancholy and a bemused smile. Let's listen again, not only with a mind to recognize our shared experience of the burial of a loved one, but with a mind to the peculiar elusive essence of Hawthorne, both as friend and writer. Hawthorne by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. How beautiful it was that one bright day in the long week of rain, though all its splendor could not chase away the omnipresent pain. The lovely town was white with apple blooms, and the great elms o'erhead, dark shadows wove on their aerial looms shot through with golden thread. Across the meadows, By the gray old manse, the historic river flowed. I was as one who wanders in a trance, unconscious of his road. The faces of familiar friends seemed strange. Their voices I could hear, and yet the words they uttered seemed to change their meaning to my ear. For the one face I looked for was not there. The one low voice was mute. Only an unseen presence filled the air and baffled my pursuit. Now I look back, and meadow, manse, and stream, dimly my thought defines. I only see a dream within a dream, the hilltop hearst with pines. I only hear above his place of rest, their tender undertone, the infinite longings of a troubled breast. The voice so like his own. There in seclusion and remote from men, The wizard hand lies cold, Which at its topmost speed let fall the pen, And left the tale half told. Ah, who shall lift that wand of magic power And the lost clue regain? The unfinished window in Aladdin's tower, Unfinished must remain. I was as one who wanders in a trance, Longfellow wrote. When I was in my teens and early twenties, back in the sixties, there was much talk of altered states of consciousness, mostly induced by drugs. The unstated assumption was that there is one normal state of consciousness in which we dwell when we aren't under the influence of drugs. But consciousness studies have now come to recognize. That there are many states of consciousness within which we dwell. Athletes and artists find themselves in a zone at times and long to get back to it. Teachers often do in their classrooms. Lovers do in their times of fusion. Soldiers do in war and the sun stands still. Probably none of us wish to continue in the state of consciousness Longfellow so evocatively captures in this poem, but to re-experience it briefly while reading or listening to Hawthorne keeps us in touch with that world between. I hope you enjoyed Hawthorne and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. This coming August I will begin a new podcast, Dr. J's American Passages, in which I'll be presenting a greater range of American writers, including Hawthorne. I hope when that time comes, you'll join me there as well.